raising money is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And <laughs> I've done a lot of hard things. So yeah. I, I never thought five years ago that I would be like trying to raise money for a startup. And it's just it's one of those things where it's a numbers game. You got to find the right people, the right fit and talk to as many people as possible. Hey, this is Jesse here, and thanks for checking out episode 35 of the Betting Startups podcast. In this one, I'm joined by Cooper from SoBet, which is a sports betting media platform that publishes sports betting content from independent experts. We covered a lot of ground in this episode, including SoBet's early pivot away from being a P2P betting exchange and into a premium content platform. Cooper talks about working with influencers to drive SoBet subscriber growth and all the many things going on at SoBet as it gears up for the start of the new NFL season. Cooper was a great guest, and I hope you enjoy this episode. But before we get started, I also want to make sure you heard about the Betting Startups newsletter. It's the easiest way for busy people like you to keep a finger on the pulse of the industry's early stage ecosystem. Once a month, we round up all the headlines on startup funding, product launches, and partnership announcements and drop them into your inbox. It's completely free and takes only 20 seconds to subscribe, which you can do at news.bettingstartups.com. All right, here we are back yet again with episode 35 of the Betting Startups podcast. And today I'm joined by Cooper from SoBet. Cooper, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thanks, Jesse. Doing great. Um, and thanks for having me on. Obviously, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. Listen to pretty much every episode. So I think it's awesome for the space. So really appreciate the time and effort you put into it. Nice. No, I appreciate the support. And uh, we've been trying to get this lined up for a while. So happy we're here. It's mid-August right now. Obviously, crunch time for a number of entrepreneurs in the space, yourself included, no doubt. So we'll dive into all of the stuff you're up to with SoBet uh, in a few minutes here. But maybe just to get warmed up and for folks listening that might not be familiar with yourself, can you give us just a quick introduction, who you are, maybe some of the major chapters of your career up until the founding of SoBet? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm from Portland, Maine, originally born and raised there. Or actually not born. I was born in Virginia. I moved there shortly after I was born come from a big military family. So I actually, I went to West Point, um, graduated in 17, went there to play soccer initially. Once I graduated, went into the military, like everybody else who went to West Point, um, found myself at Fort Campbell right after I graduated. I was there for like two and a half years. That's just north of Nashville, which kind of grew my Nashville roots here. And then uh, I got selected to go down and serve for the Ranger Regiment. So moved to Savannah for a couple of years. And then during my time there and it, you know, I tripped to Afghanistan somewhere thrown in there. I uh, started SoBet and ended up getting out of the military to pursue it full time and based the business in Nashville um, in January. So that's kind of the down and dirty quick background on who I am. Yeah, super interesting background there. Can you talk about just, I guess, the origins of SoBet then, right? That sounds like, uh, yeah, during your military chapter, you were thinking about this and, and obviously a lot's happened since then. Can you sort of fill in the gaps just around, I guess, the origin story and, and just take us through those earlier days, if you could, Cooper? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so also thrown in that background, I'm, I've been a massive sports better for the better part of the last 10 years, a field handicapper. I've done analytics at times, built regressions, that sort of stuff. Um, so kind of that combined with the rise of sports betting obviously led to this idea. Um, but really, the the earlier days stem from COVID, actually, where I wasn't going to work. I was living with three dudes at the time in Savannah. We literally didn't leave our house. You know, we were kind of chomping at the bit, like <laughs> always in each other's business, like watching. You know, it was crazy yeah. times. Like, it's wild to even think about. Uh, but what happened was the NBA came back on in August 
and we were betting and and you remember that like the bubble like they were catching up games and they were playing like 10 games a day like during the middle of the day so like we were we were on the couch literally watching all these games and like just aggressively betting on all these games because we hadn't bet in six months and it was just like a free-for-all so you know we we had all these guys living in the house and we were constantly watching these games and we started to bet against each other like sitting on the couch and you know just being being dudes watching watching basketball and that's where this kind of idea stemmed from actually it was a it was a peer-to-peer betting model originally because you know we we were sitting there slinging bets around and venmoing each other and i was like why isn't there like a platform where we can just do this and track it instead of like you know the handshake type deal um so that's actually where the idea stemmed from at the time i was thinking about getting out of the military so it all kind of like happened all at once and i had you know, enough mentorship to guide the company along. Uh, but the original business model was free peer-to-peer betting, so no transaction. And then we would drive revenue through premium content, which obviously that's what we're doing now. We launched the peer-to-peer model about like six months after I had the idea. Um, I had enough like mentors who who gave me enough bad advice to where I chased the idea and, you know, was able to raise a, a little bit of money. I got connected with um, our CTO now, Ron, who's a very seasoned CTO, and he was able to build kind of like our initial peer-to-peer MVP. We launched it in about, I think it was September of last year. Um, and we had like, you know, three, 400 bets placed on it, a couple hundred users, but it wasn't very sticky. Like people, people weren't coming back. It was tough to retain users. And I quickly learned of the liquidity issue, right? It's like you either need users or you need money. But if you need money in this space, uh, you're competing with sports books, right? So you need billions and billions of dollars to market to these users. So, so I quickly scrapped it, actually. Um, as we started to build out our revenue model with the with the premium content, we scrapped it completely because it just the peer-to-peer issue is it, there's a whole graveyard of companies that have tried it. And, and, you know, I'm rooting for them all. I'm rooting for them all. Like, it's, I think it's a great idea and I think it has legs. Um, it's just very hard to execute, especially in this space. So as as we started to build this revenue model out, and gain traction on the influencer side of things, we, we decided to scrap it. And it kind of led to where we are today. And that's a, a premium content site where we deliver exclusive content daily to users for $9.95 a month. And our goal is to just be an aggregator of all that expert information um, through the influencer channel. So we contract influencers, there are content creators, they post content on the SoBet daily. And, and our goal overall is to basically create more informed sports bettors through a mass amount of expert information in these like easy to digest methods such as videos short write-ups tweet style formats so yeah that that kind of goes through the life of the company um to date wondering if you can talk a little bit more cooper just around where sobet is at today and you just sort of gave a pretty good overview of what it is in terms of sort of the content aggregator but maybe to go a level deeper now can you just yeah take us through i guess just from a, a user perspective like what is it the users are subscribing for exactly? And where do they use it, I guess, in the overall betting activity? Where does it sort of sit from that perspective um, for, for users? Yeah, I think that's a good question, right? Because, and, and it's kind of what led to the creation of the idea because myself as a sports better, I found myself going to TikTok, Twitter, Instagram to find my betting content. Um, and that was driving my bets, right? Like I was trying to become a more informed better. I was seeking content, but it's very chaotic because there's no aggregator of that information. So I'm going on TikTok and having to sift through all these experts and find what's relevant to me. Um, so essentially what we did was we put that all on one platform. So it's 
that's the value prop to users, right? You go on there and in a matter of minutes, um, you become a more informed better because not everybody is spending hours and hours and hours a day like our creators are analyzing the slate, capping the slate, finding values and lines, right? So, so what we do is we deliver that information in 30 seconds. So those hours of work that our creators put into it now as a, as a normal person who has a normal job, you can go on there and become the same amount of informed just through that short period of time. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of like our goal. I would say right now we're, we're finding product market fit. We launched two months ago about, uh, we've put up hundreds of paid users, which is phenomenal through the MLB season because it's kind of the dead of sports betting. And so I kind of look at product market fit in a scope, I guess. So at the bottom of that scope, you see like your target customer and the unmet needs in the market, right? That's what kind of creates the product. And then through that, you build a value prop to, to them, acquire the users, and then figure out what they need through features and make a sexy UX to, to have it stick. So I would say we're probably at like that feature set point. Um, we have hundreds of paid users, like the need is obviously there. We're going to ramp up our marketing to obviously acquire more users, uh, but we're figuring out kind of the key features right now, uh, which we're going to roll out a, a couple big ones before football season. And then our goal is to revamp the UX to create some stickiness. Amazing. So over the course of just a couple of months, as you say, you've acquired several hundred paying subscribers uh, to the platform, which is really impressive, just given the fact that any B2C subscription-based business is notoriously difficult, right? And getting people to part with even a few dollars a month for anything is, is extremely challenging, right? So curious, what do you attribute that success to and sort of what's been the unlock for you and Sobet to be able to really rapidly, I guess, get towards product market fit and really sort of honing in on what that value proposition is and ultimately compelling users to, to subscribe and pay for the service? What, what, what's sort of been that big unlock for you guys early on in the journey? Yeah, I think that gets into kind of like our secret sauce, right? Like we're a content company. There's other companies providing expert betting content, but what makes us a little bit different? Um, and and I think for us, it's our influencers and our relationship with these creators, right? It's like a very personal relationship. My ultimate goal for this company is to provide as many, and I tell them this every day. I talk to these guys every day. It's to provide as many resources around these guys and girls as possible so that they can focus on what they're good at, which is sports betting and content creation. I don't want them to have to worry about marketing deals. I don't want them to have to worry about graphic design or like editing videos for hours on end, right? Like that's taking away from their sports betting and their content. So that's kind of like our secret sauce. And I think that's what I attribute a lot of our success to those personal relationships. And not only that, but leveraging these followings that already exist behind these influencers, right? It's a lot easier to make a quality impression uh, when you have those loyal followings. And it's a lot easier to explain value proposition when you have the engaged user already. Uh, it makes a ton of sense. And wondering if you could talk a little bit about just the business model as well, right? I mean, I understand it's subscription-based product, but I guess if you're talking about the influencers being a lot of the muscle behind driving the subscriber growth, uh, I assume there's some sort of economic incentive for the influencers. Can you just talk a bit about, I guess, the Sobet business model and how it sort of breaks down and, and I guess where the influencers fit into that business model? Yeah, it's pretty simple. We just we give them a retainer and and that's mostly for just like promoting the company, being under our brand. And then we also give them 60% of the revenue for any paid user that they generate. And that's on a, a monthly basis, right? So 5.97 for any paid user. It's significant for these guys because and girls because it's it's right in line with kind of like that web3 creator economy, push for independence, leveraging the communities that already exist. Because like I was saying, like I want these guys to 
stay independent as content creators, right? Because nobody wants to be locked down by a big media company, get into messy contract negotiations, whose IP is whose, that whole, that whole situation that we've seen play out hundreds of times. I want them to maintain their independence, but actually make more per month doing so. And it's, it's possible, like it's very possible to just leverage a small following, monetize that following through providing exclusive value through their content and information and service, and then ultimately, you know, create a monthly revenue stream. No, that makes a ton of sense. And I guess zooming out a little bit for a minute here from Sobet specifically, and I guess just sort of sticking with the influencer theme for a moment, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a few days ago, there was a fairly large announcement in the industry that I think opened a lot of eyes, which was the formation of Better, uh, which is a new project by Joey Levy and Jake Paul. And I'm just curious to get your take on it. I only mentioned it, Cooper, just because obviously when you, you know, hear the word Jake Paul and the reach he has and whatever, 70 million subscribers on YouTube and all of the other platforms, like you talk about influencers and there's probably no big influencer in the world than Jake Paul. And obviously coming into this space, it, it, as I say, it opened a lot of eyes. I'm just curious, again, from your perspective as somebody that works with influencers in the space, what was your overall, I guess, take on just seeing that an announcement with the influencer view you have on the market? Yeah, no, I think it's phenomenal for the industry. Anytime a personality like Jake Paul becomes involved in sports betting, it's going to be good for the in industry. And he's an innovator. Um, and I root for anybody aiming to innovate the industry for the better lack of <laughs> lack of a better word there. But uh, no, I, I think it's awesome. And a lot of people are reaching out to me like, oh, you see the news, you see the news. Um, I don't I, I don't see them as a competitor. It's a massive industry like yeah. there's room for everybody. Um, and I think what we're doing is a little different and I'm, I'm, I'm taking the more like expert content angle where I think Jake, Jake is just going to be a entertaining monster. He did what he does best. Uh, no, I appreciate uh, the perspective on that Cooper switching gears, I guess, a little bit to the fundraising side of all of this, right? Obviously it takes resources to build a product like Sobet and, and get it to market. And we met up last month at SBC in New Jersey and we were chatting there and I think at that time, you were mentioning you were uh, in, in the process of raising a round. And I wanted to just ask a couple things around that, if I may. First is, number one, just how is that round going and what's the status of it? And I guess uh, as a follow-up to that, uh, how has the process been? And particularly given the macro conditions around us and all of the sentiments that we're all hearing about, how how's the entire sort of fundraising journey been for you? And, and where's it all at as it stands now? Yeah. So we're, we're wrapping up around right now. It's going to close like just north of a million dollars, um, which we'll, we'll announce in a couple of weeks here officially once, once things, you know, get settled, like everything takes longer than you think. Um, but it's been huge for us. Obviously, like the funding environment is not very good right now. So it's, it's a big win for us, uh, especially ahead of football season. It's been the goal for the better part of the past two years while I've been trying to raise money. And raising money is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And <laughs> I've done a lot of hard things. So yeah. I, I, I never thought um, five years ago that I would be like trying to raise money for a startup. Um, and it's just it's one of those things where it's a numbers game. You got to find the right people, the right fit um, and talk to as many people as possible um, and, and cons consistently evolve that pitch to evolve the company, evolve the pitch, show show progress. And, and it's just been an absolute grind. But I you know, we're, we're lucky that we fell into this. We definitely deserve it. It's been, it's been a grind. Yeah, no doubt. You've talked about uh, the fact that in a few weeks time now, it is the start of NFL. We're into yeah single digit numbers of weeks away. So crunch time, obviously for anybody building in the space right now, I just wanted to check in with you and sort of see how you're feeling here a few weeks out in your preparations for the new season. Obviously 
you know, um, as you just alluded to, there, there's a lot of momentum behind Sobet going into the new season. And yeah, just sort of wanted to see sort of where your head's at, your mindset's at, uh, as we're about to get into crunch time for, for you and, and many other businesses in the space. Super excited. Couldn't be more excited. <laughs> the, the, the summer's been long, uh, especially being a content company, having to push out <laughs> MLB content daily. Um, and I, I like the MLB. It just gets, it, it drags on and football's king. Obviously, everybody loves football content, but I'm, I'm super excited. We're growing the influencer team to 25 ahead of the season. We're, you know, we're planning on becoming basically just a massive expert content engine. Um, so, that, you know, I couldn't be in a better spot. Awesome. You know, I'm also curious to ask Cooper, just, I guess, on your journey of entrepreneurship, right? And you talked about your military background and I, I was curious, like, how has your military background and all of the, the training you go through there, how has that prepared you for entrepreneurship? And just sort of how do you think about that? And I guess the transition going from a military career to that of, uh, you know, a tech startup founder in the betting industry, right? Like a completely left turn, uh, different direction. And I have to assume that like a lot of the, the, the learnings and experiences transferable. I'm just wondering if you could sort of talk a little bit about that and, and how I guess you think about that. Yeah, it's funny. I've never, I've never actually like kind of taken a step back and and thought about that because I've just been like heads down for the, the past two years doing this. But when when you shot me that that question, I kind of came up with two things, and and probably the first is resiliency. The military prepares you for resiliency better than anything in the entire world, physically, mentally, emotionally. So the fact that we've just kept pushing, we've evolved, and, and we haven't given up, and you know, good good things happen to to people who you know, work hard and put their money where their mouth is. So, so that's like probably the number one thing is resiliency and just building this whole thing. Um, and then the second one is probably value-based leadership, which I, you know, you don't even realize at the time that like that's becoming part of who you are. Um, but building this team, we've now grown to 10 employees has been, it's just, it's amazing to me because, you know, I, I tell everybody that comes on board, like leave your pride at the door. We're going to work hard. Like we're going to figure it out. But at, at the end of the day, just be a good dude. Like if you're a good dude, you make sound decisions and you try to just be a good person, like probably good things are going to happen. 100% uh, can't agree with that more. I guess, yeah, the two-year journey, it's been with Sobet and obviously you have a pivot in there and, and a lot of other stuff that's happened, I guess, over that two years, Cooper. And I'm curious of all of the things that have happened so far on the journey, what's been the biggest surprise so far? Maybe the thing that at the beginning you thought would be different, right? Or what, yeah, what's the biggest, I guess, thing that looking back now, you're like, oh, I, I didn't foresee that or I'm surprised by that. Like, what's that one thing for you? Yeah, so this is a, this is a good question because I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be doing this, but we've become pseudo experts in like TikTok marketing, right? And, and part of our part of our pitch is to these influencers, right? Like they have to acquire paid users for us. And that's, that's what keeps our overhead so low. We don't have to spend a lot of money on marketing, but we have to be super diligent about our messaging, right? Because we have 25 influencers across TikTok messaging our product. They have to be saying the same thing. They have to be providing a clear message to their followers. So people understand and are willing to pay for it, right? Because we don't give anything out for free. So figuring out how to message through TikTok and doing it analytically to where we can literally be like, hey, you posted this video. This is how you messaged it. You saw a spike in paid users um, and building out that sort of analytical process of how to market most effectively through our influencers has been mind blowing for me because I never thought getting out of the military, I would be becoming a TikTok marketing expert. <laughs> and now like I'm, I'm looking at these videos and I'm like, comparing it to the paid user spike. And I'm just like, it's just, it's wild, right? Like I never thought that would happen. That's awesome. 
Um, and I guess, you know, looking into the future to the extent that we all can, if you have a crystal ball and you're looking into it, say three to five years from now into the future, Cooper, where is Sobet in your wildest dreams? And, and what does life for Sobet look like three to five years into the future? Yeah, I, I, I say this a lot and I think our whole team kind of knows the vision, but where, where I want it to be is almost TV-ish, Twitch-ish, TV-ish. Um, but my vision for SoBet is Jesse wakes up, it's Sunday morning, you go downstairs, you flip on your TV, you click on the SoBet app, and it's just a constant stream of expert advice, expert videos for the NFL slate coming up. And you can make your coffee and you can just listen as the videos run through and maybe you say, hey, Siri, pause the video. Hey, lock in a bet for me on the Rams. Like I like whoever's take that I just heard. Um, and you're just all doing it virtually, basically, while you're, you know, making your coffee Sunday morning, watching SoBet. I know you've listened to the podcast and thank you again for being a supporter of it, Cooper. So being that you've listened to it many times, I know you know my final question, which I ask all my guests towards the end. If you weren't building SoBet or working in betting or working any of your past careers in the military or otherwise in a parallel universe, what would you be doing instead? Yeah, I think um, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong athlete. I played soccer in college. Um, I love competition. I love team-based environments with my military background. And I, I, I think I would probably be coaching in some, in some aspect, whether that be soccer. I also love football. I have you know a coaching tree within my family of football coaches. So maybe even coaching football somewhere. I, just, I, I definitely like crave the, the team-based competition environment. Um, and, and also like, you know, coaching is just, there's no, there's no better place to make an impact on people personally, um, and watch people grow and strive and come into their own. So I, I, those are all the kind of things I love. So I think probably coaching in some aspect. Awesome. Um, look, before we started recording here, uh, you hit me with a bit of a curveball saying that before <laughs> we concluded here today, you actually wanted to ask me a question. So before we close it out here today, I don't often do this, but floor is yours, Cooper. If you want to ask me a question or two, fly at her. Yeah, I was, I, I was just going to say, and to the listeners, I, I basically hopped on and said, Hey, Jesse, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question. And he was like, Hey, what's it going to be? Uh, didn't give him very much time to prepare, but I just want to know you have so much experience in the space as, as a, you know, an employee, a startup founder, and just professional experiences through the roof. What would you say to your younger self? If, if you were in my shoes as a startup founder, what advice? What pitfalls? What's the biggest lessons learned that you've kind of carried throughout the years? It's a really good question and a big question. And my caveat, I've had uh, 20 minutes to think about it while you've been talking here. So <laughs> I haven't fully fleshed out my thoughts on that. But I guess knee-jerk response to that question would be, you know, through my lens as a, you know, former founder, and I do have other projects now. So I guess a current founder as well. You know, thinking back to 2010, I started a company called BetSmart Media. Obviously, the world from a betting perspective was very different. You know, 12 years ago, um, there was no regulated North American market to speak of. And it was just a much different ball of wax. And, you know, at that time, my co-founders and I went into it with the default mindset and default assumption that the only path to building and growing our business was to basically follow the blueprint where you, you know, you raise money from angel investors and then you hit some milestones and you raise a series A and you basically follow that blueprint for lack of a better term. And again, 2010, it was like, you know, tech startups at that time were starting to become a bit more in vogue. And that was always the, the blueprint that I think my co-founders and I assumed we had to follow. And we, we tried to do that. We raised a bit of money. 
spent all of our angel round before we found product market fit and became cash flow positive, which is a story for another day. Maybe you can ask me in the follow up <laughs> episode. Um, but I think my answer to your question, Cooper, is this, which is like, there's a ton of different ways to build a business and grow a business. And there's tons of different business models and they don't all necessarily require you to follow one strategy or blueprint. And, you know, looking at the world now, and obviously with the benefit of some hindsight and experience and, and some, you know, scars on my knees and all of these things, um, I, I get it now. Right. And even if I think about, I guess, my current activities and some of the projects I'm working on, I'm, I'm being very slow and intentional and methodical and thoughtful, as opposed to, you know, running around, trying to raise money, trying to do things fast. And I think there's all that to say, and this is a long answer, I guess that's why nobody asked me questions ever. Um, you know, there's a, there's a million different ways to build a business and grow a business and there's no one right or wrong way. It's all very contextual to the team, to the, you know, the product, the business model. So long answer to a simple question. If I had 10 more minutes to think about it, maybe my answer would be different, but for now, uh, that's, no, it's super, that's, that's, that's super insightful. I, no, definitely. And I think I, like I said, like I started this doing the peer to peer thing, like I've already, I've already gone through that whole process you just described of like kind of you know, just yeah. breaking things and <laughs> making making wrong decisions without actually being methodical about it. But now that I've kind of like grown into, I guess, a more seasoned entrepreneur, um, I, I do like I'm way more methodical about things. And it's not just, you know, we, we have to do this by the end of the week or like right. time is the enemy. Um, money is the enemy. Like it's yeah, it, it, it's definitely like a methodical process. Um, and there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. 100%, man. I could agree more. And thank you for the question. That, that was fun. Um, for folks listening that might want to check out Sobet or get in touch with you, what are the best ways for them to do that? Just shoot me an email, cooper at sobet.io. I'm constantly connecting with people in the space. So calendar is always open. I'm always down to talk to people. Well, hey, it's been a ton of fun to jam today. Thank you again for coming on and, and sharing the Sobet story and really wishing you and the team uh, all the best for a wildly successful NFL season coming up here and looking forward to keeping in touch. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Jesse. This was a blast.